0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Club Pro Chatter, Season 4, Episode 9. We're calling it the Season Finale. Scotty, are you... That's Scott McDonald. I'm Greg Snow. We're back again. Scotty, are you a guy that watches series, like TV series, and you're like, oh, this is the finale, or, hey, this is the finale. Are you that kind of guy? Because my wife is. She loves season finales.
1: Yeah, and actually one of my favorite shows, Succession, just had its season finale. It's an unbelievable show. And I was like, wait, I got to wait... Nine months for this to come back out. So I, I hate cliffhangers. That's why I'd rather binge shows and watch them through season, season, season. Cause I don't want to wait.
0: Well, that's interesting. I did that with Breaking Bad, and I think it's like five seasons, and I just crushed it and yeah. went through it. But but the last one I did was Ozarks. And uh Ozarks left me right on hanging and they haven't produced anything yet. And it's been almost two, I think it's coming up on two years because of the pandemic. Were you an Ozarks guy?
1: Yeah, and it's coming out in the next month, I think. So well, that's you, you're, it's coming. Are you sure? Yes, yes. Well, anyways, that's season Tony, finale. Tony, or Tone, new season in January on Ozarks. Fact
0: check. Okay, all right. Well, I'll believe it when I see it, but I'm excited for that. Um, I, I don't get into these a lot, but season finale, that was the theme, and that's it today. Scotty, we need to start with apologies. Kelly... Ann Johnson, Uh, actually, I'm not sure if she's Ann, but Kelly Johnson sent me a text. She loves watching these. She says, oh, Scotty needs to apologize. And you realize that you already did need to apologize, so I don't need to interject here. So why don't we let you just have the floor and you take it over, my friend.
1: Yeah, no, I need to apologize to my close personal friends in the entire section for not being at the awards dinner uh, where you were... Um, you were, uh, recognized as we talked on the last episode as facility promoter of the year on the public sector. So, uh, I, I wish I could have been there. It, I mean, we've had childcare issues. It's, it's, uh, when you got four kids, you gotta have somebody that can watch everybody and it can't always fall on Julie. So that's, uh, I couldn't make it. And I apologize. I will say, I thought it was awesome that we posted all those acceptance speeches on YouTube and I watched them, I watched uh, a bunch of them. I think i watched almost all of them. And um, yeah, so that was, uh, it was fun to see. It sounded like I, I met up with the past presidents and and JD on uh, Monday. And I talked to him about it, it sounded like uh, it was a fun night.
0: We had a great time. We had a lot of laughs and it was good to see all the staff there. Um, Ryan Hanford of Midland Hills did a great job. Uh, really no apologies necessary from anybody on that side of it but th- it was good to hear you apologize for saying you were coming lying to everybody by oh not coming
2: God.
0: i know you want to use circumstances and things that came up in your life but at the end of it you probably could have changed some things and got there correct we would have had to do a lot of juggling i hey that's our life right now scott That's our life. And we're going to get into some of that later when we start talking a little bit about my dad. But anyways, at this point in the show, we'd like to bring in Kaylee Ekstrom for our state of the section. Kaylee, how are you doing this fine morning?
2: Good, good. How are you guys? I've been better. Merry
0: Christmas. (laughs) Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. I'm wearing my stocking hat because I'm cold, which probably means that I'm not feeling 100% because you guys know I don't like to wear stocking hats. But I am wearing this for you, Scotty.
1: Thank you for supporting the Minnewaska Fairways for All. We appreciate your support.
0: All right, Kaylee, what do you got for us for some state of the section goodness?
2: Yeah, so just a heads up for everybody looking um, for more MSR credits. We are going to hopefully release soon some more information about how to earn those, but the MSR cycle is ending in 2022, specifically June 15th. So... Pay attention if you need some more, but just a heads up. Can somebody check
0: my points? I
1: think you're good.
0: <laughs> is is there, can you sell points? Why do every time, this used to never be an issue when I was on the board. And of course now I got back on the board, but I don't think we met really at all. So
3: are, these, soon... pod,
0: are these podcasts, are they the easy ones or the hard ones, Kaylee? Do you know? The easy no. ones. These are the meeting ones.
1: The meeting points are the hard ones, but you should be good because of the, even our zoom board meetings, those should cover you.
0: Okay. So we know that next spring, the spring meeting this coming year is going to be widely attended. It's (laughs) going to be
2: probably can't wait to see everybody.
0: It's comical. It's like everybody in the section. And now with zoom, who knows? It might not be as much, but what was it, Scotty? Wasn't Olympic Hills where we just packed the joint out because everybody needed some points.
1: Well, I remember vividly Keller that one year where you ran for secretary. Remember how packed it was at Keller? And that was the, that was in the fall and that was the end of the cycle prior to. It was, they had so many people in there that people had to sit in a bar. And that was when after the renovation and they had more space.
0: Yeah, and Interlocking was also quite tight. That yeah, one where yeah. I spilled the <laughs> coffee up in the front on the
1: yeah we we remember you haven't been invited back (laughs) almost hey tone said you're almost there on points i'm good
0: okay i'm close all right let's need some more meetings so that's good stuff kaylee thank you for the reminder i did look at that not too long ago but this will be good for everybody they need to look and check and because there's online stuff i did one Mm -hmm. of those i did one of those meetings you can do it so it's it's doable all right wait
2: So the next thing quick is here at PGA HQ, Minnesota section, we are looking to hire interns for this upcoming summer and also junior golf administrators, onsite administrators.
0: Paid interns.
2: Yep. These people are a huge part of how we can facilitate everything throughout the summer, especially our onsite administrators. I think Carla hires a group of around 30 um, and they help run all of the junior golf events all summer that totals around 190 events so these are key players to a lot of parts about how we can run our tournaments
0: kaylee do you know how many total interns we're looking at two potentially did you already say that and i missed it
2: no that's okay Okay. two
0: (laughs) yeah but how many
1: on-site coordinators
2: around 30 yeah the more the merrier it helps
1: so Greg, have you ever had any of your, cause I've, when I was at Minnewaska, we had multiple kids that have came through the program, played college golf. It's a great summer job and they've been on-site coordinators. So, um, like Tony Janu's daughter, Jenna, she would, yep. she'd run junior events around the Glenwood Alexandria area. She, she'd go, you know, an hour circle, but she'd run probably eight, 10 events. It's a, it's a nice little job and you get to mm-hmm. get out and, um, run some events and yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty fun.
0: So yeah, I've had two kids that actually both of them end up working for me. have worked for the Minnesota section, Andrew Morris and uh, Olivia Hanson, both have worked for the Minnesota section and they love it. I think Olivia is doing it again. Uh, I don't know that for sure. Um, but um, yeah, it's a good job and and that don't they get together in the spring or something, Kaylee? And yes, yeah, yeah. you're kind of a big part of the junior golf and they, that's kind of when they do their hiring though. Right. I suppose they invite anybody
2: back. Yep. We'll take anybody, you know, that's interested in learning more. Um, You can come find me on the section website or Carla for more information. But yeah, basically for the junior golf onsite administrators, we meet in the beginning of the spring and just talk about how we want to facilitate events. They get their gear, they get their uh, schedule from Carla and we send them out.
0: I just signed up our uh, our golf course, Scotty, for this next year for our junior tournament. How about that? Thank oh, you. Wait a minute. You don't work at a golf course anymore. That's right. You don't have to do that stuff.
1: Hey, <laughs> Minnewasca is still hosting every year, and I'm going to do everything possible when we at our committee meetings for our more facilities to host. We need it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, there's a nice, there's a, there's quite a few courses up there in the Alexandria. I'm sure most of them do host, but, uh, Alaska, Alexandria, that those kids could have, you know, stay in that area. And I know Carla does a great job of trying to coordinate us with Eagle Creek, um, trying to keep it so that they're close to the same days in case people are traveling or for kids in this area to, to adjust their schedules. So Kaylee, anything else you got for us?
2: That's it. Just a quick, thank you for everybody that came to the awards banquet. It was a fun night just to see everybody uh, and to gather, but it was cool. I think we're going to be releasing some fun stuff here in the upcoming, you know, new 2022 about our award winners of 2021. So stay tuned for more details.
0: All right. That's awesome. Let's bring in tone Polito. Speaking of releasing, let's release our tournament coordinator here. He is gearing up for a big 2022 and Scotty, at the end of this today, we want to do some bold predictions. And you got my mind thinking about some bold predictions. So I'm looking forward to Tone's report here uh, because we're going to try to, I've got some things in mind for my section bold predictions, but some of it has to come down to venues. You know, like, <laughs> like you aren't very good at say Grandview day one, you know, and but you know, the pines or something like that. Uh, I'm not
1: very good at Stone Ridge, apparently. <laughs>
0: Stone Ridge day one, uh, you know, something like that. So I got to consider some of those for my bold predictions, but tone, talk to us about the, uh, the schedule a little bit. What you got going on over there?
3: Yeah. So the 2022 schedule is um, almost complete. Uh, you know, it's every day, you know, getting confirmations and waiting on responses. Um they have to go through the club committees. I know today, the day of filming, we are waiting and should know sometime this afternoon, the site of pro series two and that confirmation. Hopefully uh, we can uh, get that out and it gets all approved. Cause that'd be a really nice venue for that.
0: You can't um, tell us right now. Any hints? You can't tell us. Don't. It's on the
3: east side of town, potentially. Hey.
0: Which side Somerset. is that? Which side is that? Somerset. That's the far side, right?
3: though yeah the far side
0: yeah somerset talk, right not hazeltine side okay all right that's where tone lives no where tone used to
1: live where i
3: used to live now i'm over uh, over by TPC. is it
1: is it close to your old stomping grounds
3: that's yeah, pretty close
1: so i'm going with stillwater the yacht club or delwood
3: Never Don't know. tell us Tom. We'll wait we'll know, know what to be right.
0: <laughs> you do a good job of keeping your poker face there. Wow. Um
3: right. yeah, so hopefully you should know that uh Twin Cities open. Um again is kind of the same thing. Uh we're working on there with uh with our partner and other and some facilities to get that secured. Um hopefully can make an announcement about 2023 Twin Cities open. Just you know continue to work on the future. You know, we're booking out you know a couple of years in advance as well um let me see uh fall scramble is going to be at Burrow oaks uh, okay th- that's My a new one. That one and then facility team is another one that i should know hopefully um by this week and kind of if it works out it may be a little bit more travel but hopefully we could do something a little more fun for that event
0: if it's in sioux falls i love it so we know scotty you know where I want an event. I yeah, have been loud about, about this. Yes, you have. Um, I
3: mean, but yeah, yeah. Other, other than that, uh, we're hoping to release everything on Blue Golf on Thursday, the 16th, which is the day this podcast is released. So look forward to that. And then, um, you know, we'll keep adding the uh, pro am schedule to that as well. So if there's any other clubs or uh, facilities interested in adding a pro am to our schedule, reach out to me and. Uh, we'll try to make it work uh, with how much we have going on next year. So it's a lot of events.
0: Tone, I love this time of year because I got a guy who I take programs, Scotty, you know, him, Walt Parsons. He loves to play in these things. He calls me, what's the schedule? And I go, I don't know yet. I, I got to wait till the schedule comes out, but he wants to book this stuff pretty far in advance. And I know Tone, the programs are kind of the last to kind of come in. Uh, but as soon as they get in there, it's like, okay, Walt, get this date, that date. Scotty, when do you start building your schedule?
1: Uh, you know, I kind of get, we've got the ones that are kind of historically in the same spot. So you kind of know, but once come March, I'll start plugging them in, into my calendar. Um, and that's a good, good question that I got for Tone is, does he have any leads on any new proams? Has anybody reached out? Because we had a bunch of new ones this year, Greg, yours included.
3: We did. Yeah, I haven't had any uh leads or any <laughs> clubs come to me with a new pro am. Um obviously maybe some new dates by a couple, so we just gotta work around that. Um, but and no uh no new ones yet.
0: Yeah, yeah I know I know for us for our KWLM, we we're looking at a new date as well. Um we were early June last year and we kind of want to move it into August. Uh not always perfect timing, but um we might hopefully can find something there. So I'm sure there's others. Others exactly like us in that regards. Scott, are you okay? Did you just drop a coffee?
1: Nope, I'm good. They're doing a little work on the house, but uh, hey. Is Janu over? No, no, no. But uh, are you taking that old Legacy Hope Day?
0: Uh, That's a Monday, right? Yep. Yes, I kind of, we wanted it this last year, but Todd Bergeth, who is the, you know, he's the co-host, he's the sports director and the whole thing for, uh, for the radio station he couldn't do that date he was on vacation and so we had to move it to a different date so hopefully this year he's not on vacation and he already said maybe one of those dates in august could work
1: okay okay yeah there's not many gaps there's There's not not, there's not
3: there's not enough mondays to host all these you know that's the that's the uh, that's the, the thing with how uh in depth our schedule is and how much we have going on but it's good to have all these opportunities
1: so, Tom, I got a quick question. Uh, I think this is a good time. Um, do you, do you, were you aware of the, where the Dakota Chapter Player of the Year points were at? <laughs> did, did you get notice of this?
3: I was not. I was not notified. Um, the chapter kind of runs, runs their own, but I was not notified I, of it.
1: I, was, um, I got a call from Tom Blank about a week ago. And they had their awards like the the Saturday after there was a big snowstorm. And I I guess um, I I didn't go up because we didn't know who the award winners were. Um, And I got a call from Tom and he said, just so you know, you are the Dakota chapter player of the year. I'm like, how how is that possible? I go, where are the standings? I, I have no clue. If I would have known that, I would have went up there at least. And and then I look at the standings. Lo and behold, who's second on the standings? (laughs) But Greg Snow.
0: You can't make it up.
3: Club Pro Chatter, (laughs) represent.
1: I I, I told Tom, I said, well, I'll send a a personal thank you note to Chris Croach for not playing as many events this year because I feel like he's won that player of the year for how many There's Greg.
0: Oh boy. It's gotta be 11, 12.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: maybe more.
1: I feel like this is something that Greg is actively going to pursue me in next year, this Dakota chapter player of the year. You know, we've got our head to head and I think that this could be another thing to, to add to the, uh,
0: let's add this. If I had known, I would have skipped. I I love Kurt Reavers. I, I love I would have skipped the Lakeville Pro Am at Heritage to go play in the Dakota Chapter Championship if I knew I had a chance to beat you.
1: Well, seriously, if you would have went and played, Greg, I
0: think you would have beat me. Maybe, (laughs) maybe. I blew it. It was a big mistake. I didn't know this tone. I should have gone. But this year, 2022, I got my eye on that. I can't Uh have. Scotty's a much better player than I am, but. I definitely could play in more things than he can to maybe to maybe beat him. But did we get points for the uh, section championship too at Stone Ridge? Yes, I think we did. Okay. So I should have just performed better because I had you on the ropes after that terrible performance you had on day one.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Don't worry. I, I, I had two equally pathetic performances. So
3: Tone, anything else for the schedule? No, I think that's it right now. You know, um, like I always said, we're I'm one of my big focuses is booking out events years in advance. Um, and like to make everybody aware again of their future events tab on our website. If you're interested in looking at right now, it's just displaying 22, 23. But hopefully once the new year moves over, I can display 23, 24 and then kind of start filling those in. So if you ever have questions about where some of our events will be, that's where you can find them.
0: All right. Good stuff. Thanks for all your work, Tone. We do appreciate it. And I know this off season um, is a time when you do a lot of planning and getting this stuff lined up and then, then the site travels, uh, you know, all that red paint doesn't get on the ground by itself. I don't know if <laughs> people realize that.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was your hardest paint job this year?
3: Every year it's uh victory links uh, for the yeah. 3M open Oh stuff. gosh. You got to paint every single thing out there um besides the stuff in between the fairways so how there's a cans? lot of walking so I don't know if I can say cans more cases of cans <laughs> of 12 oh my. <laughs> this year this year I timed it where because I in 2020 I did it twice because how the how my schedule worked um, I couldn't you know go there in time to do it with just trying to one anyways this year I did it one time and then I told I worked with the super on having them not cut the edges to kind of keep it there um and it was still there for the most part in the monday at least where people can see it who are not colorblind like me but um but yeah it's a lot of it was a lot of walking the interns always get a good uh good workout out of it though
1: you know there's not you know where there's not a lot of red paint used olivia and minnewaska very little red paint
0: one bond.
3: there you <laughs> go just put some stakes out of there calling it a-
0: We do. Yeah. You could just stake it, but it's a circle pond. So it's tough. If you don't red paint it, you know, it's, it's hard. If you line up two stakes, you'd have to drop in the water, (laughs) you know, on sometimes because we don't have them all perfectly situated. So, all right, Tone, thanks a lot for what you do. And we appreciate it. And we'll probably bring you back in a little bit here when we discuss uh, another topic, but Scotty, you wanted to start this uh, next segment with, uh, with something else. Yeah,
1: you know, we didn't have the, uh, the show, we were scheduled to have the show and, and uh, your, your father had some uh, health issues and it ended up passing away. And we, we, we had a text chain going with you. And I know you've received a lot of uh, nice texts, phone calls, people reaching out and we were thinking about you. And I know you had the Memorial this past weekend. So um, our condolences to you and uh, you were definitely in my thoughts and prayers. And I know you're strong with your faith, but uh, it's it's still never easy. So one thing I wanted to, to, to look at the, from uh, just a reflection standpoint, how about some uh, good golf memories with with your dad? And I mean, did, did he kind of get you started in the game? I oh, know yes. you mentioned he played pro-ams and, and things oh, yeah. like that.
0: So I got a lot to talk about here and I'll try to keep it as brief as possible. But when we did the videos with Kaylee, my dad was fine, you know, for the award banquet. And so I didn't really include anything about my father in there. And by the time that we had got to, uh, by the time we had got to the awards banquet, my dad had, had passed away. Um, but we were scheduled to do a podcast on November 23rd, um, which was my birthday. And that was the day that I got the call from my sister that you need to get here. So I canceled with you guys. You guys were all gracious. And we got up there. Dad survived five more days. Uh, But we had a chance to kind of say our goodbyes to him, whatever. So my golfing, of course, started in Silver Bay Country Club up in Silver Bay, Minnesota, nine-hole golf course. And that's where dad taught us the game. Uh, We just, me and Mike just fell in love with the game. And uh, Kenny never did. He was too young. But we just, all of our memories are from Silver Bay Country Club. But I was telling you earlier, I said, I have a great memory with dad. For our first ever pro am, So Mike was an amateur at the time, Scotty, and we were playing at Mike's home course at the time, which was my course kind of growing up after Silver Bay, which was where, which one, you know, it Rum River Hills, Rum River Hills. So that's the one that the three of us always played together. This was back when Rum River had two pro-amps in the spring, one in the fall. So Mike and I had talked for a while about bringing dad to pro-amps but we had to get dad to get a, a legitimate handicap card. And what I mean by legitimate is dad used to hit mulligans all the time. <laughs> so, so his 88 was not an 88, you know, more like
1: 95.
0: Yeah. He, he would just play. I don't know if you've ever heard of the refuge up in Oak uh, Oak Grove, but hazards everywhere. Well, I don't yeah. even know that he ever took a penalty shot because yeah. it didn't matter to him. But we're like, dad, if you're going to play in ams, you got to keep a legit score. So we waited about a year and said, dad, you gotta you gotta put in scores. And so we'd help him and do that. And hey, when you're out playing with your buddies, you can't put, you know, you can't, no mulligans, no breakfast balls. I love the yeah. coach because they weren't a big deal to him. That's just how he played golf. So he comes in with this 25, 26 handicap and me and Mike are like, that's about right. So we start on that long par three, number six. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. OB on the left, about 180, but for dad, it's going to be a full three wood. And we step up there. And I said to Mike, I'm like, I'm not sure, you know, cause dad gambling, dad was a Baptist preacher. So gambling was no, yeah. and I, we didn't know how dad was going to view pro whether he'd view it as gambling or just playing golf in the tournament, but he was great with it. No problem. First hole, Scotty, three wood to four feet. <laughs> I, I look over at Mike, you know, double bumped here. Yeah, yeah. Double bumped on this one. You're taking two for zero. I look over at Mike and I go, oh no. How is this going to go? Because dad used to be able to, you know, dad was a high 30s, low 40s golfer when he was younger. And I remember looking at Mike going, oh no, this is trouble. And this was back when you counted three on the par threes, two on the fours, one on the fives.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Because they flipped it and all those things. And I remember just looking at Mike going, we're dad and dad started off hot. And that's a tough stretch right there with all the water. Yeah. He yep. started off hot, you know, um, made that, was, he two-putted it, which I was kind of glad. Yeah, you know, yeah. But I'll yeah. never forget it, Scott. He was the first ever pro he played, and I thought, oh, no, I He's gonna, He's gonna shoot Nets 59. He's gonna shoot something stupid, and it's his first one, and I don't even know what to do with it. But that was a great memory I had of my father. I wanna thank you, Tone, Kaylee, the rest of the staff, uh, you guys were all great. I got a nice card from the staff, and um, we had a we had a great couple of weeks. I know people don't like to hear that when you're talking about death, but dad Dad's time on earth was wonderful, and we know where he is, and we're happy, and everything's great. Mom's doing well, so thank you very much for letting me interject that of of our personal life here. But Dad was a no. big part of my golfing past. Well, and you guys, didn't you make
1: a family trip to Silver Bay Country Club this summer?
0: We did, yes. Did, yeah, you, first guys, time did you guys play? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I played nine holes out there with my family and my daughter's boyfriend and uh, my other daughter's boyfriend. And we had a blast. I mean, I, I have pictures of it. It's just, of course, different than what you remember. But you yeah, know, I was like, yeah, ah, this is how I grew. You know, black sand. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, nice, tight little golf course. but. It was the one that I grew up on and I, it was good to get back up there this year. I would love to have played it one more time with dad, but you know what? For the last four years, dad didn't wasn't able to play golf because he was in a wheelchair. So yeah. Yeah. So Scotty, we got to move on to a little bit more serious topic and we're going to bring tone back in here. Um, but there's been some big news that came out here that's going to affect some of our members and it's in regards to life member status. And I just want you two to kind of take this over and, Tell us what happened here. I don't know, it was at the national meeting. I'm guessing it was a resolution of some sort. So, uh, Tone, I don't know if you want to kick this off, but maybe let us know the decision that was made here.
3: Yeah, so there were um, a couple of changes in regards to the eligibility for um, a few of the national championships, uh, the National Professional PGA Championship, and then the National Assistance Championship. Um, so these announcements were made um, a few weeks ago and publicized on their website. Um, I'm not sure how well it's been pushed out, um, but we're hoping to get some information out to it uh, soon to our members. Um, so for the PJ Professional Championship, um, life member active members are no longer gonna be able to participate in that event. And then for the um, National Assistance Championship, it's only for uh, members who are classified as A8 or B8. So. Uh, previously all associates were allowed to play in that championship. Um, but as of 2022, um, it's only going to be B8 uh, professionals and A8 members.
2: Mm.
0: Tone, does that, for the assistant side, does that affect the numbers quite a bit? I mean,
3: yeah, I think, you know, team... that's kind of the biggest thing that a lot of sections said is, you know, because you know, basically every time we have uh, registration for these events, I have to report you know the number of eligible people playing in the tournament, um, and yeah, it's going to affect uh, quite a few people, especially from our section. And that's something that's happening, you know, all around the country.
0: Can you give me a quick example? Is it like a, an apprentice teaching pro couldn't play in this now? Is that
3: yeah? Like if you're in a head like pro B one B six, you know, anything kind of in that regards. Unless if you're if you're not classified as a B eight, then you're not eligible to play in the national championship.
0: Wow,
1: Scotty. Yeah, reaction. no, I, yeah, I, I am, I'm not a huge fan, especially when we've got people we're, we're struggling to get people to get into the business. And I view uh, the carrot of, of playing and events and qualifying for these uh, the assistance national championship as a, as a nice bonus to, to for good players to get into the business because there is you, you can keep that competitive juices going. Um I personally think that it would have been better if they would have put a timeline. You're eligible for the assistance championship from as long as you've got to get through the program, eight years, you can play, You can qualify for it. As long as you are an associate or you're classified as an assistant, either an A8 or a BA. Uh, I look at someone like a, a golf coach, uh, that's that's an associate, a, uh, a teaching professional, that's an associate. Uh, People that not everybody who gets into the business now goes right to be an assistant like it used to be. There are different paths now, or somebody working for a club manager. If we hired an associate at Ripstick, they could not be eligible for this national championship. And I think that's a big mistake. Um, I know that they gave some time for people to uh, give some feedback on that. Uh, but I personally think that there's people that have played in the assistance national championship for 20, 30 years that should not be eligible to play in it, and still are eligible because they're classified as A8s. And are they really A8s? It it, that's you know that's that's my thoughts.
0: Wow. All right. How about the other side of it? Life. (sighs) life,
1: Yeah. So again, I mean, I there's there's feedback. And the life member, I look at it as it's, I get what they were trying to do uh, to prevent some people taking advantage of the life member classification. But I also think they've, they've hurt some things as well, where it is uh, someone who's, who's worked in the business for 20 plus years as a head pro, a teaching pro, whatever it is. And we've got a bunch of them. And we've got a bunch of them that are still good players. I think it was two or three years ago that, half of the qualifiers for nationals were people that could be classified as life member if they were not working at their facility because they've got 20 years of service. So now if they do retire and they want to continue to play, they can no longer qualify for nationals. And I, I feel bad for, for those individuals. Uh, they sh- certainly can still qualify for the the senior national championship, but they, the ones that have qualified for both would, would arguably say it, 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 pales in comparison, the magnitude of what's at stake, um, the purse, uh, I mean, playing in the senior PGA championship is still a very, very big deal, but it's not the same as playing in a, in a PGA championship. So.
0: Sounds like more to come on this tone. Is there a, is, have you been given kind of the parameters of all this yet, or is that still coming?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, we're um, I mean, obviously it's kind of for their side, everything's kind of final and that's what it is. Um, So we're obviously looking at it at a section level and um, hopefully to get some communication out to our members, you know, regarding that and uh, just kind of making sure everybody's aware of these changes. So um, definitely was something of a surprise. Um, You know, like Scott said, we saw where everybody, where, where they're kind of coming from on, you know, this discussion has happened before for kind of both of these events and uh, they're giving it a go for 2022. So uh, we'll just take that and and move forward and do the best we can.
0: Yeah. Well, good luck with that tone. I, I know these changes always affect somebody and that's the thing, no matter how you look at it one way or the other, they don't just make changes and everybody goes, ah, it's nothing. Somebody's affected by this and you're going to get that phone call. And yeah. um, I apologize at a time. So you and the committee have a lot of work to do and hopefully us as a board can support and, No, we will support, right, Scotty?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's the thing is, you know, our that if these people are eligible in our events, the the section championship, or I believe in the assistance championship for our local one, that is up for our section to decide. It just means they're not eligible. So each section is gonna have to have that discussion whether or not they're gonna allow life members to play in the section championship or associates to play in the assistance championship without being able to qualify going forward.
0: Hmm. All right, more to come on that. Scotty, let's move on to one piece of national news real quick. and That was obviously the announcement that Tiger and Charlie are gonna play, I believe it's this coming weekend. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, your gut reaction when you heard that?
1: Uh, I mean, you know, the they had Tiger's event the hero. And all of a sudden he's hitting balls after that video was leaked of him just hitting a seven iron. I'm like, okay, he's hitting seven. Then all of a sudden he's hitting drivers on the back of the range. And then all of a sudden he's in the broadcast booth talking to the guys Faraday and, and uh, I forget who else it was, uh, but they, they were talking he's like, yeah, you know, if, if I got, if I could, maybe I could play, but I can't get to game speed. Well now all of a sudden he's playing this week. So it, uh, I mean, I think it's great. It's a great, this time of year, there's not much golf news to be honest. So it's a great shot in the arm for golf yeah. right before the holidays. And it's a good kickstart, kind of gives us a big kickstart. We got uh, tournament of champions right after the first of the year. And then, you know, once once we get into Tory Pines where, where we played this year, it, it's kind of like, hey, the season's here, right?
0: Yep. So-, so- So Tony, you're kind of, you're kind of young enough to to ask about your perspective of Tiger on this, because I guess it would kind of be like Jack Nicholas for me. You know, I was super young when Jack won, when he was 46 years old at, at Augusta. And he kind of, that, that started for me that I want to be a Jack fan. Well, there wasn't anything left in his career. You're kind of of that age. How does your demographic view of Tiger Woods?
3: I don't know if I could speak for everybody in my demographic, but uh, my side, you know, Tiger is the reason I got in, got into the sport. Um, you know, so you know, I watched golf kind of younger growing up. You know, my dad would have it on, and then kind of in two thousand five, I remember the Masters, kind of watching that, and then you know, two thousand eight U.S. Open, and that's really where I started getting into the game and playing more. Um, so any Tiger news to me, I think anybody here at the section office would agree. Uh, I'm a huge, a huge fan of him, you know, in regards to, uh, you know, his playing career and want to see him succeed. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll be watching this weekend and, um, I think, I think he's teasing a lot. I don't know. That's my opinion. You know, I think he can play, you know, I think there's obviously a stamina thing about walking in a tour event is a different question, but for something like this, I think he, he can still hit some good shots and I think it is a, a, obviously a big boost for this tournament. So
0: I, I also feel like, and I agree with that, but I also feel like he's um, he's doing a lot of this for Charlie. I know somebody, I don't know, I can't remember who did it, but they have a Vegas ticket for Charlie Woods to win a major before like 2030 or something of those regards. And it's a huge ticket for a small amount. Yeah, I don't even know how you find this. They stuff. have these odds? <laughs> yes! This stuff is, they, you, I don't even, I want to say Adam Hogan, and he'll correct us if I'm wrong, but that I thought that's a genius little ticket right there yeah. that, and I don't know what the year is, but any major before 2030 or 2020, I don't even know, because how old is Charlie? Is he 12, 13?
2: Yeah, thereabouts.
0: So it it's somewhere in the fact that he has to win it like before Tiger did, before how old Tiger was when he won at Augusta, but I, I just kind of view that too, that I think he's really trying to keep, it's kind of like LeBron with his son, trying to keep them relevant, keep them in the, in the news. But Charlie's obviously going to be a good player because he was cool to watch last year. So I'm just as intrigued about that as I am about tiger. And then the opportunity of course, to see him together. Uh, as you know, I've, I've never been a babble, babble, babble over tiger guy, but I do think that it's, it's great for golf and it's fun for golf and, it's fun to see him kind of worry about somebody other than himself. So I kind of enjoy that a little bit. Your, your perspective on that, Scotty? No, I think uh, for sure.
1: And he, and he said when, when it was released, he he's going to play that he's playing for Charlie and he's playing. So Charlie can, you know, play in this event, which, which it, it, I mean, prior to, I would say this, and I think we all would agree prior to, Tiger teeing it up in this, this event was just kind of like, oh, it's on during the weekend, not a big deal. Now that him and Charlie, like the, the ratings for this is just going to be as big as like a, you know, a mainstream PGA tour event in the middle of the summer. I truly believe that. So I think it's, it's good for, I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate. I think it's great for the game. It's, it's, it's good for golf and yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, Tigers always been one to keep it close to the best about his health and his injuries. I won't be surprised if once they because they'll have all that stuff out there saying ball speed and swing speed. He's gonna surprise us with some numbers. I truly believe that.
0: That they'll be crazy low.
3: No, crazy high. Crazy Higher high. than
1: we all thought. thought. Okay. I, I think don't think he's gonna be swinging one twenty, but I think he'll hit it. With a Swing at one ten. Those like a lot
0: of power from the legs. Scott Tone, go ahead. Yeah. I interject. Sorry.
3: No, I just said, I would agree with that point. I did see on Twitter this morning, he is, rep- he is going to be putting in a new prototype Bridgestone ball. So he's obviously still uh, representing all the equipment. So yeah, I think the numbers will be, I don't think it's going to be out there swinging 90 miles or 85 miles an hour, but I mean, it'd be a little lower, but uh, regardless, what however he plays, it's going to create a lot of a lot of discussion afterwards like oh he's playing well or oh yeah he's not he's not playing well whatever right. way it goes
0: yeah he's the topic no matter how which uh, side of the spectrum and they'll show him whether they're eight under par or 26 under par they're gonna they're gonna put the cameras on him. so it's it when's Mickelson gonna have one of his kids out there
3: I don't think many no. his kids play that much they must
0: not you never hear them do you tone no no no
3: because i thought i was like did you have to win like a certain major but it's any major championship so i was like i don't i don't think they play
0: any major
3: and the, the and qualifier? the players yeah any major and the players you can play in that event
0: so ricky okay. Fowler can have his nephew play with him or something yeah
3: because yeah. he won the players
0: he won the mm-hmm. players oh interesting fred funk that's why he's probably in there yeah yeah i
3: think they i think they've open it up because I think it before it used to be like just father had to be the winner and then their son and I you know I kind of opened up with Justin Thomas kind of having yes. his dad play so I think there's yeah. and then obviously I think they had Annika Sorensen's play as well so they're kind of freeing up that eligibility of who you can kind of invite
0: yeah they're getting as creative as they can to get as many of the superstars or past superstars as possible and I I totally respect that all right Scott last segment of the season finale you called for this so I want you to kind of run with it and tell us how it's going to go. Kaylee, come, come back in for us. If you yeah, could. Kaylee's um, been
1: researching this. So since I, I think we, we've done this kind of every year, Greg is bold predictions. We're, I, so how it's going to work is we're going to make a bold section prediction. And then we're going to make a bold, just overall golf prediction. Like for example, I, I mean, so, um, who who wants to start? Do I got to start?
0: You're in charge, Scott. Come on. Okay. Be a leader.
1: So, bold prediction on um on the golf side, I'm going to go with this. This is kind of a, a bold prediction. All four majors this year on on the men's side will be won by previous major champions. <laughs>
0: No, no first time winners. No first
1: time winners. I just think the top is so strong that I don't think anybody's going to get in there. And I just kind of came up with that because you put me on the spot there, (laughs) Greg.
0: I didn't come up with this segment. This is your segment. All right, Scotty. And
1: and then.
2: um,
1: Why don't we all do. Our national one, and then we'll come back with the section ones.
2: All right.
0: Your okay. turn, you're up now. Okay, Greg Snow, golf. All right, here we go. Ha <laughs> ha. Because I'm cheering for this. Phil Mickelson will win a major again. Well, he would that
1: would that would fit into my prediction, Greg.
0: Yeah, but yours is <laughs> your I mean, whatever. This is this is specific. Mickelson 2022 again. Back-to-back years in the 50s, That's right. huh? Okay.
3: That's right. He rises up to the occasion. Tone, who's next? Tone. I'm writing
0: these down, by the way.
3: I'm going well, back also and being forth. Recorded. I'm going back and forth between one. Um, I'm going to make mine a little more specific. Um, I'd say Victor Hovland wins the Masters. Going That's- against Scott's.
1: Uh, that would trump mine. I think that's one of the good uh, one of the good candidates to do it.
0: Nice comeback at the hero, huh? Well, thanks to Colin Meltdown.
2: Kaylee, you got some stuff, huh? <laughs> I, wish, you got? I wish I could phone a friend. This should Where's actually be one of clipper? my apologies. What? Where's the cuticle clipper? Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> well, so now that you brought this joke. up.
2: Yeah. I mean, sorry. for anybody who doesn't know, I don't golf and casually am a fan. So with predictions, when we talk about this kind of thing, I wish I could phone a friend. And like last week we were walking through target with tone and I was joking around with him and we were doing like hide and seek for like things that he might not know of like a cuticle clipper. And then he was like, well, we're going to do something and I'm going to talk about golf. And then you have to answer, and I was like, "Fine." And then here we are, and I have nothing good to bring to the table. <laughs> Can we let her have a pass on this one, Scott? What about no? a bold?
1: How about a bold Tiger prediction? You know who Tiger is. <laughs> yeah,
2: oh. I do have that. Will one.
3: Tiger play? Well, Tiger play on the tour in 22.
2: Sure, I'm. Do you think about, he'll win? No, but he'll play in something. How about that?
1: Okay,
0: okay. All
2: right, all Scotty. Cheering. That good cheerleader. Oh.
0: You're a good cheerleader. That's good. Section stuff. Go
1: ahead. Um, who's up first? Same I'll, order. I'll, I'll bring it back. Jeez. Um, let's see. I've made I, I made this prediction a couple of years ago, and it didn't come through. So I'm going to make it again. Bring it back. One one of our section members is going to win either the golf champions, state open, or tape mark. We, it, it, it hasn't it hasn't happened in a long while
0: that's one of our three major you'd call them our majors right
1: yes yes
0: that anybody can play because the fourth major would be the section championship that yes. of course the section, section guy has to win
1: and I'll make another prediction I think to have. I, I got one more for you. I think you're going to have an even better year than this past year, which was your best year. year. I think things are happening.
0: I had a good year. You I did. I did tone. I know. Tone just look at the stats and he laughed.
3: He no, said, no, I don't have anything. That's there.
0: a good year.
3: Oh, you got second in the Dakota chapter player of the year.
0: <laughs> <Who saw laughs> yeah. that coming? I did have a good year. I out kicked my coverage this year. Here we go. You ready? This one's about yep. one of my best. This one's about, when you said this an hour ago, I thought about this one. This is about one of my best friends. Jack Worrell will finish top five in the section championship. Top this five. Coming year. Top five, which I what? probably should just say he'll qualify, but we don't know at this point exactly how many numbers, right, Tone?
3: No, it's uh, it's, it's seven it's or eight? It'll be eight. It's eight. It's the same. Okay.
0: Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I change it to eight then? That'll be easier. Then yes. we'll know. Jack will go to the national championship next. What is that? April twenty
1: three. Twenty three. So
0: you. So
1: hey, way to put no pressure on Mr. Warro.
0: He doesn't even watch. Maybe no. He won't. no. He doesn't. <laughs> I know because Kelly Warro would. I mean, no, not Kelly, but Kelly Johnson will tell. Yes. Okay. Tone. Tone. This is hard for Tone because he can't play favorites.
3: No, I'm not doing any specifics. Okay. Um, I'll just say that the section championship winner of 22 at Wilderness will come from come from behind 5 shots entering in the final round.
0: That course okay. can happen. I shot 100 up there once. So
3: don't so don't yeah. give up after the first round. Yeah. Going well,
1: at? and there's the casino and some guys might get into the table and
0: yeah. <laughs> I shot a hundred up there one time. You almost, almost quit talked. golf. I
3: think we talked about it on the podcast. I almost quit golf. We're going back.
0: <laughs> I'm going to exercise some major demons. Kaylee got any section stuff? Got a good section
2: prediction? Well, i I'll just cheer for a professional to win our state open this year. Because the stakes are higher and they'll get an exemption into the CRMC championship. So oh, something else go. to fight for.
0: Yeah, we got that coming up, up at uh Craigens this year, too. That's Tone. Are you involved in that at all? Or are you have to do some?
3: I'm not I'm not involved with I'm not doing any any really thing for them. You know, obviously okay. just you know, Jack gave us the opportunity to have right. those two two spots. So
0: do you have to run that qualifier of our top 10 guys?
3: Yeah, I'll be running those.
0: You'll run that, right? Yeah, those are all stuff we do. So we'll take the top ten points.
3: Yeah, we'll take the top twenty-five in the points after the six events. um, Then they'll kind of compete in a shootout for the top eight spots, and then those will actually play at Craigans for the one. So, Scotty,
0: are you in right now? Are you top twenty-five? No. Why so comfy? You got the well.
1: The (laughs) only
2: see that you guys.
0: No, no, I'm not in
1: the top I'm 25. Sorry. I think there's only been like the section championship, which I get like zero points. And golf
3: champions. Yeah. Which or not I golf mean... champions, uh, Luther tour, were the two yeah. that I've been on. But Twi- uh, Twin Cities Open will be the first one for points in uh, in May. So if you want to get some points, plan that.
0: What's that venue again this year, Tone? He doesn't know
3: he's working gonna a... It's oh. going to be announced.
0: You're working on that one and 23. I, I only heard 23. Yep. yeah
3: 23 is uh is pretty much good to go uh 22 you know we're still finalizing some things with there
0: okay all right well i want to thank everybody a uh, great show today great season finale i uh, hope you guys have a merry christmas You got any many big plans anybody
3: going to california family. To see family and going to vegas for two days with them so going back Vegas to
0: again for you? <laughs> you just lived there
3: so and they wanted to go. So a couple of my cousins and uh, uncles and aunts are going. We're going to try to get in top golf one day, and then see where the night takes us from there.
0: Phone, see if you can find a ticket on Charlie Sorry.
3: Woods. Yeah. I'll make it.
0: <laughs> see if you can find it in uh, text us.
3: Okay, we'll do.
0: Right. Greg wants to put twenty down. I might be in on that. I don't know. I, I let's think see I, how he I, plays I this weekend. Well, he's too young to grade right now, can he?
3: I don't know. Never know. Do you put him in Tiger? Do you put him in Tiger's caliber, or is he just? I don't know. All
0: right. At this point, well, like Tiger
3: was winning world championships.
0: Greg Snow signing off for 2021. Thank you all again. Have a merry Christmas.